the NFL stands for not for long. Except Sharga and Armstead. Roll out. Walker still running out. Looks to the left. Wide open. Thompson touchdown. Colin Thompson with the touchdown. There was nobody within 20 yards. What of a catch off the bobble. Colin Thompson scoops it up. Lofting corner of the end zone. It is caught for the touchdown. The first NFL touch for Colin Thompson is a score. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let's rock and roll, baby. Jack in the back's producing the heck. What's up, Mike? That, that was. I that made was that myself. Who put that together? That was. I made that myself. Man. I'll tell you what. The, the athleticism to get that first ball was was nice. They're the three catches I've had in my career. Thank you very much. And um, you know. You know, not all of us can just play football for a living, Mike. You know, some of us today maybe have to walk their dog, work out for three hours. Let's see what else. Power wash for three hours. My hands are still shaking. Get electrocuted. My dog bit my $250 sunglasses. There they go. Um, everything else, though, it's good. I think I broke my pinky toe, stubbed it on the on the coffee table. Other than that, it's been a great day. I'm jacked to have you on. Super Bowl champ. Well, how was your day, Mike? What'd you do today? Day was great, man. Got up, worked out for a while, did some recovery stuff, watched some tape, just getting ready for the season, man. It's, uh, it's been right. a great offseason so far. I got to ask, what were you power washing, by the way? I just, we go, we power think of deck. Washing. What were you doing? There's a concrete deck outside of outside of my house with some, some lawn furniture on it. Uh, power wash that, power wash the deck. I still have the table to do, and also power wash the, um, the Blackstone flat top so just getting it ready you know did a couple of the windows just getting ready for the summer season cleaning things up or cleaning things up love it i love it hey memorial day's not too far away you gotta have that ready to go in case you have some people over i hear you so michael burden this offseason signed with the denver broncos we're so jacked for him for that what a great opportunity uh mike's going to have there uh, and won a super bowl with kansas city which we'll talk about today but we're keeping this loot loose and and light and fun mike and i went to the nfl broadcast media workshop 100 guys applied 25 got in and mike and i are extremely humbled and blessed we were part of the 25 and uh he's like hey let's do something with your show every week i said great let's do it so every week bi-weekly something like that this will be an additional episode or the main episode depending on how things go of me and mike just chopping it up but first and foremost which we have to dive into mike is it pork roll or is it taylor ham it's Taylor Ham. We've discussed this how many times. It is Taylor Ham and will always be Taylor Ham. Has never been pork roll. I don't know why you ask. Did you Taylor follow Ham. that guy? You got you follow that guy who eats all the pork roll egg and cheeses? Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. He goes around to all the, like the delis and stuff and gets the uh, Taylor Ham egg and cheeses. Absolutely. He actually he went to one that I grew up going to whole life. Chester Bagels, Chester, New Jersey. He did an episode on that. It was awesome. It was it was great. Is it is it salt pepper ketchup? How do you get yours? Taylor Mac and Cheese, everything bagel, salt pepper ketchup. Yeah, yeah, everything bagel. I can do salt pepper ketchup for sure, but everything bagel is literally the gift that keeps on giving when it comes to pork or leg and cheeses. Yeah, Taylor Mac and Cheese. Yes, you're exactly right. I'll leave this as we move forward here, and we'll talk about the Super Bowl. And uh, listen, it's like saying ham is a Dietz and Watson or a Boar's Head. Taylor Taylor Ham Taylor is the brand. Deets and Watson, Nathan's hot dogs. It's a hot dog. It's pork roll. 
So we'll move forward. All right, Mike won the Super Bowl this year. <laughs> played with some great players. Again, we're going to keep it loose. We're going to keep it light. Mike played at Rutgers. was a walk-on. For those that don't know, Mike's been on the show a bunch of times. Uh, draft pick. You know what? We're going to sway. Because Mike, again, had an amazing career. He's going on year nine. But I heard from Yoni, our boy. You were a great lacrosse player? Yes, I was. Hate to, tell, I hate to you know, pat myself on the back, but I uh, my first offer actually was lacrosse, not football. And oddly enough, it was Rutgers University where I ended up going to play football instead of lacrosse. Yeah, so I chose to walk on at Rutgers, uh, play football instead of lacrosse. In was fact, lacrosse? I was in the senior year so I could focus that entire spring in the summer on football because we started the summer program. We had to go to summer school. So I was heading out early June. So didn't play lacrosse. And that whole spring was just, you know, weights, football stuff, you know, getting ready. Because I had to put some weight on. I was going in as a fullback, and I was running back in high school, so I had to gain a little little bit of weight. So I just wanted to start that process a little bit quicker. And that's great foresight of you. Now, how did that land amongst your teammates, amongst your coaches, amongst the Rutgers lacrosse coaches? Yeah, it was it was definitely a difficult decision. You know, never want to quit something, um, something that I've been playing for a large part of my life. But I think the coaches and the guys close to me understood where my passion was, where my love was, and, and that was football. And understanding that I was a walk-on, right? So I had to do everything I could, take advantage of every opportunity I had to prepare myself, you know, for my for my freshman year. So they understood. They, and they were great, too. They ended up having a great season. I still supported them, went to the games and all that kind of stuff. But it was definitely a personal decision I had to make. It was tough, but just had to make it. I can only imagine, because I go through that battle with some of the people that I coach right now, some of the kids, high school kids I coach right now, Oh, they can't play there. They're not good enough. They didn't get a scholarship. They can't do it. I mean, how many times did you hear that? Oh, you heard it a bunch, you know. But my heart was set on playing Division One, and it was really set on staying in New Jersey and going to Rutgers for whatever reason. I just wanted to go there ever since really middle school. Then I went to the camps as a freshman and sophomore, and I was like, this is the place to be. I was just hoping um, that I would get an opportunity, whether it be scholarship or walk-on, and um, thankfully I got that. I will say that uh, stopping – playing lacrosse and playing football doesn't mean I'm not a fan of a multi-sport athlete. I know parents question, should I just have my, you know, my daughter or son be one sport athlete? I don't agree with that. I think as you're growing up, play every single sport, they all have different, you know, you know, pros and cons to it. Um, love lacrosse team sport, you know, still had that physicality of football. That's why I enjoyed it. But um, it was just the timing. I wanted to make sure those last three or four months was focused on football, but I had a multi-sport advocate over here for sure. Yeah, I mean, I was on the other perspective or I'm one of the top tight ends in the country and like my football coaches didn't have a good relationship with basketball. And they're like, he's got to live with us, you know, blah, 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 all this stuff. So they yeah. kind of held it against the basketball coaches. And then all of a sudden I was done playing basketball, which, yes, was good. I was able to focus more. But for someone like me, I needed more on my plate. I was always a better student when I was in season. I was always just had a – I need a I'm, – I'm like that as a, as a grown-up. I have to have a full plate um, and I'll create things to make the plate full, as you know. So for for me, I regret not playing basketball my junior and senior year. As the offers came in, I trying to gain more weight. I, you know, I was more I lost a little bit of athleticism, I think maybe maybe not. But it, it, I gained weight quicker, which wasn't always the best for my structure. And I end up breaking my feet multiple times, as you know, the story and people that are listeners to this show know the story. So yeah. I digress. 
again, I, I again, this is going to be a little bit of a segment fun series with Mike. So this is I'm going to be talking about different things all the time with Mike. Um, and like I said, it's a 15, 20 minute thing that's kind of fun, loose and light. But the Super Bowl, there's so many things to talk about. But I want to talk about the halftime show or let's talk about this. Let's talk about kickoff because there's a lot of things. And the hardest thing for me as a friend is that I'll bring things to light and present to an audience that you and I have already had these conversations for. That's my hardest part about interviewing my friends. So you mentioned something this past week about how long you waited for kickoff. Can you tell that story? Yeah. So pregame in itself was very long. The national anthem was amazing, long. And then there was even you know breaks after that. That was, that was long too. Uh, almost had to kind of rewarm up. Then you get in the huddle for kickoff. Then we go out. So then you're like, okay, it's go time. Like juices are flowing. You're ready to roll. I think it's going to happen. You know, typically, you know, ref walks out, hands the ball to the kicker, puts it down, boom, we're going. But it was a solid, again, maybe it wasn't as long as I think it was, but it felt like an eternity out there. It could have been another four, five, six minutes. I couldn't believe how long it was. You know, I'm standing around just looking around like, what are we getting this thing kicked off? You know, but uh, I was just happy and thankful to be out there. But it definitely was uh, interesting how long it took. It had to be commercials and, and that kind of stuff going. How many times did you jump up and down and do footwork to keep your legs warm? Because you're a psychopath and so you don't think you're warm. Yeah. All the jumps, the quick feet, you know, over, over the line and stuff. Just trying to stay warm, high knees, you know, you name That's it. That's why the field it. was trash because you're running around destroying it. The five yards accelerations, yeah, just whatever I could do just to kind of stay loose uh, and get ready to go for that kickoff. Because as you know, you've been on it. That's a you know, that's a sixty you know yard sprint. If, if, if not, you know, so it's you want to stay loose for that for sure. It's a sixty yard lumber for me, Mike. Now was that? A, I think it was a touchback. It was opening. Actually, every kickoff and KOR on my side when we were receiving ball was a touchback we had two live punts which i had a tackle on one of them and we had two live punts and then a few live pump returns but i think kickoff kickoff return was all all through the uh, back of the end yeah, zone gotta love that so at the end of the day folks you're gonna see mike's plays in the super bowl how many plays you play how many did you play how many plays oh um handful uh Quite close to eight or ten, I guess, combined offenses and special teams, I would say combined. Yeah. Yeah, so you got a couple of freebies. For those who don't know, that's called player performance bonus where you get paid per play. And it's – Mike, how do people get paid out of it? I always thought it was when you're drafted, but now I hear it's based off who's in your room. You know that better than I do. The player performance? Yeah. How that's paid? I don't understand it completely, but I will say I know it's based on salary. So my understanding is an individual – who makes a significantly higher salary would get less per play versus somebody who maybe has a lesser salary. That's where they kind of balance it out. That's kind of a broad overview of it. I think that's kind of a concept of it, at least. I uh, don't know the exact details, but that is um, my understanding is that's kind of the way it works. Yeah. So that's we would based off salary. When we were on kickoff return, the ball would go back again. I think it's drafted, undrafted. And then it's based yeah, off I, of your room. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, it could be. It could be drafted, undrafted. Um, you know, I, as you can see, undrafted guys who end up like starting that you know rookie year, they make an absurd amount of uh, player performance as opposed to like a first round pick. So I think there's something to do with draft picks and, and salary mix in there as well. So to explain what everybody what we're talking about right now, essentially what it is is where you get drafted or where you get slotted. 
Okay, let's see. Under the performance-based pay program, a fund is created and used to supplement form of player compensation based on the comparison of playing time to salary. Players come eligible to receive a bonus distribution in any regular season in which they play at least an official down. In general, players with higher playtime percentages and lower salary, salary benefits um, get most of the pool. Yeah. Player yeah, performance yeah, commuted, commuted by. Yeah, so there you go. You yeah. get player. It's all based off salary. Okay, I get it. That's good stuff. That's good stuff. Salary. Yeah, there's a Which lot of guys. You're a lower salary guy. Play a ton. Wow. You know, that makes sense. So Mike Epps, this is unbelievable. 2022. Mike Epps of the Philadelphia Eagles, he was a six-round pick. He made 880000 on player performance bonus. So he must have been a starter uh, starter and, and a lower draft pick. So that's what I meant before by you know lower draft pick, lower salary, and, and your starter play a ton of snaps. You're, you'll see your player performance be significantly higher for sure. No doubt about it. Let's look up Mike Burton's real quick and see if we can bring up his number publicly on here. <laughs> I love it. Let's see if I can. Oh, it's top 25. You're not in the top 25, pal. So, ah, okay. Well, bummer. Bummer. There's a lot, these guys are getting paid, dude. Big time paid. Yeah. Good for them. Um, yeah. So what's the family like right now? You've you, you got, you got a, like a, a, a five-on-five basketball league starting at the house. Yeah, not quite. Hopefully one day, but not quite. Right now, two daughters, two and a half, seven and a half months, and uh, and wife, they're back home um, while I'm in, out in Denver for OTAs and stuff, and I'll be able to see them on the weekends and, and all that kind of stuff. But, uh, yeah, they're doing great. Oldest daughter's in school three days a week. She's getting into a really good routine, meeting some, meeting some friends and, and that kind of stuff. So uh, it's been a smooth transition, you know, for them, and uh, it's been good. Okay. I guess I want to talk. I don't. I, it's hard because there's a lot of things that we talk that I want to bring up. But do you have a cut story for it? Because I think they're always fun. We look back and laugh now, but in the time it was like, oh shit, I'm getting cut. Do you get cut from anybody in your career? Um, have I been Detroit, cut? Detroit? Yeah, absolutely. Detroit. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Can you tell probably, that story? Yeah. So I got cut in. Um, it was the spring of. 2016 so about halfway through ish um otas which makes sense because right around memorial day i remember and um actually it wasn't um it wasn't as bad as some guys cut stories may happen i actually am pretty appreciative of how it went down just because they knew kind of at that point they weren't gonna it wasn't gonna be a scheme fit with the fullback and that kind of stuff we had just hired a new offensive coordinator and um they were kind of getting away from it so I was actually pretty thankful they did it, you know, middle of OTAs. It allowed me to find another team, you know, find another fit, you know, before training camp and stuff like that. I, I suppose they could have kept me through the end of OTAs and then into training camp. And, you know, obviously I wouldn't have been able to find a home and, and that kind of stuff. But uh, so, yeah, you know, I, I got drafted there, built a lot of strong relationships there, really enjoyed my time there earlier in my career. But um, that's it's just a business, you know, coaches come and go as players come and go. And you just got to adapt and be flexible. And, and all that kind of stuff. And I wouldn't change it. You know, it's led me to where I am today. And I'm beyond, you know, blessed and, and thankful for the opportunity that I'm in right now. And, you know, so um, you never like yeah. getting cut, but it's part of the business. That's how it goes. No, yeah, it is. You got to completely lean into it and have fun with it. I have a couple, I have plenty of stories of getting cut. And yeah. um, there are a lot of, they're, they're funny now again, but at the time you're like, okay. And then you got to be optimistic right away and you got to move forward. And 
it's like the position I'm in now. It's like, are you okay? I'm like, yeah, this is a part of it. Like scoring yeah. one, my only touchdown is a part of it just as much as training and getting better and whatever, doing what we had the pleasure to do last week. How cool was last week, man? I mean, I told everybody uh, first class is first class gets from the NFL. What are some of your takeaways by it? I mean, I was just blown away. Yeah. I was, I really, well, I was blown away by the education, the coaching, the experience in itself. Um, I don't know if I had a quite understanding prior to it, all the different avenues you can get into, whether it be, you know, the color analyst, a studio, you know, studio, radio, podcast, all these different things. And I just thought the setup, how it was, okay, we'll coach you, you know, two hours per class. We'll hit you on all the details of, of every different avenue. And then the next day was, you know, it was, it was your interview, right? You did everything live, you know, you had suit and all that kind of stuff. So it was an awesome experience. First class, the way they set it up, learned a ton. Um, you know, learning from the best in the business. So I will say if you're interested, um, whether you're a current or former player, interested in that type of avenue, you know, whether right now or when you're done playing, I would highly suggest uh, applying for that. And I think it's it was an unbelievable event. Yeah, it's a must-do for sure. I was just blown away by it. I mean, from the food to the transportation to everything, from flying to meet and greets to you're sitting in a room with Kurt Warner and, you know, Rich Eisen and Kurt Nagamakan Sue, Mike oh, Burden, KJ Wright. Not me. Kyle Thompson. I mean, I wanted good. to raise my hand and be like, who, 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 let's all guess who the worst football player is in this room. It's like Chris Johnson, Lendell White, Travis, Jason Kelsey. Yeah. It was, it was a star seven room for sure. But I loved everybody. Man, it was, it was great. Guys were taking it seriously. They were studying. You could ask questions. Everybody was, was just really great communicating and you know kurt werner and all you know the other staff was there and it's like you're giving up your time to come help and, and coach us like it was it was a first class event there's no question about it yeah he was michael robinson okay so now as we move on that's chapter one with mike burton uh and i hope we can do this weekly uh what is now you're out in denver you're gonna be doing some family time too how does that process work? Because I know you're trying to be super dad, but also be super player too. What's the travel look like for you moving forward? Yeah, so I'll try to get home as much as I can, you know, on the weekends and, and things like that. And, um, you know, spend as much time as I can with, with the kids and, and my wife when I get home. And to me, it's all about quality, right? It's being present. It's being there when I get home, you know, putting the phone away, putting the distractions away. So Because when I'm out here, it's all business. It's all football. It's getting better each and every day. It's eyes on the prize. Super Bowl. Want to get back to another one. And, um, you know, then when I'm home, you know, with them, make sure I take the time, you know, to be with them, be present and uh, be the best dad I can be and be the best husband I can be, you know. So that's kind of kind of where I'm at right now. No doubt, man. I I love I, – I trust me, we all do. We all want our whole families to be with us. But when you're by yourselves in OTAs and you can travel on the weekends and all because we're done Thursdays at like 2, it's really an unbelievable schedule that we have. But to get there like from Sunday night to Thursday afternoon and you're just there by yourself and it focuses on like getting better. It's very back to college for me. And I think mm -hmm. you would attest to that. It's like a comfortability zone where it's like, okay, I just do my, I do this. Okay. I put the TV, I get, I go home for dinner and just like unwind and watch like a, one episode of Netflix and then start the recovery process or start on the playbook. Like, do you feel the same way yeah. about being there alone? It's tough. Of course you want your whole family, you want a house that's huge up in the Hills, but it's not always possible for every player in the league. No, no, absolutely not. And, um, I'm thankful and blessed to be in this position. I wouldn't change it for the world. You know, when I'm out here, I, I love it. I'm I'm all about it, you know, um, getting into a routine and just 
I mean, this is where you make your gains, right? This is where you separate yourself from the competition during this off season. You know, it's can't worry about what anybody else is doing. What are you doing to get better right now? And you'll be able to lead on these deposits come training camp and preseason and stuff like that. So I'm a huge off season is how you you know, how you get get above guys and, and improve and work on your fundamentals and kind of get back to the basics. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm really enjoying the process right now for sure. The great Mike Burton. I can't thank you enough for coming on, buddy. Um, we appreciate it. And I'm looking forward to having you on here in the near future, buddy. Absolutely, my man. Thanks for having me on. It's always great chopping up with you. I appreciate you, brother. You gotta act fast, cause you know you're gonna die. Not to be so blind, spinning up, stay a while. Feel it in the air, give me fear to the sky. And asking for no money, got my honey in the job. I'm coming from a time where kids think they're gangsta. Talking like a dog, but they're living in New Hampshire. I'm the only one.